And welcome to episode 30 of the Stick to Hockey podcast, the midsummer edition of the podcast, now post-draft, post-free agency, kind of post-arbitration. A lot of the GMs are starting to vacation as we get to the month of August, but we got a lot to get into today. Jason Mertitis, at Jason Mert on Twitter, Russ Cohen to my left, at Sportsology on Twitter, at Stick to Hockey Pod on Twitter. Lots to get into today, Russ. First of all, how's the summer going? Summer's good. I mean, I don't have a cottage to go to, but I have a good time. I, I enjoy it. All right. Well, we're going to have to get you a cottage. Yeah. It may yeah. not be in a good location. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be by a lake. I don't want a lousy cottage, Jason. So what we're going to do today, Russ, we had I have a lot of random questions to debate with you, and they're all centered on the Eastern Conference. Okay. A little bit of an Eastern Conference preview. We'll do the Western Conference in a subsequent episode. We're also going to dip into the World uh, Junior Summer Showcase. Okay. Some headlines. And a lot of other different things, too. And we're going to take Twitter questions as well. But here's the deal. Here's where we start. Uh, the career finally ended officially for Jerome McGinley. Uh, was in the league for what seems like forever. 1,554 games, 1,300 points on the nose. Um, not shocking to see him hang him up because uh, he was waiting for the phone to ring last year. Yeah. But if you can sum up his career, he was a tough cookie with great hands. Yeah, he, he had great hands. He also had freakish strength. He he was never the greatest skater, but he, he could always keep up. He found his way because he would always be around the net and just have great shooting accuracy. I think that's something where that's why he scored 625 goals because he wasn't just a guy that just knocked him in like he could really, you know, wrist him in and and get him he could score in a lot of different ways. He he would surprise you, but there are some highlight moments for me. You know, early on in my reporting career, he um he had just made the uh Canadian Olympic team. And I forget what event it was at. It might 2000 I think it was after that. Okay, maybe the 04. Okay. Yeah, I think it was the 04, and it might have been at the All-Star game that they found out. It might have been something like that. And he literally said that when he found out he was on the Olympic team, he just got in his car and drove there. Like, he <laughs> just, like it didn't matter what... He didn't say what time of day it was. He just packed his stuff up and he left. That's right away. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy he was. Like there was just he wasn't gonna take a limo. He wasn't gonna mm-hmm. helicopter in. He wasn't gonna pull any of that nonsense. And he was really down to earth. In the O four Cup, I covered a lot of those games. That fight Tampa. he had with yeah, with Tampa, that fight he had with Vinny LeCavier, you're never gonna see a fight in the Stanley Cup. Never ever yeah, again. The best and not like each that. Team best player in each I mean just think about that for a yeah. minute. GMs would not be looking at that in a good way now. No, no, you don't want to take either of those guys off the ice. <laughs> but yeah, a tremendous career, um, did so much, and obviously you mentioned the international part of it as well. First yeah. ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, first ballot. I mean, really, in that Newendike trade, nobody lost in that deal. Nobody. Yeah, because Newendike ended up winning a cup as well. Right. So, yeah, you're right. It's He's one of those guys that uh, when he would come to town, too, you loved watching him play. Because he, he was a big, strong guy. He's amazingly durable. Yes. And didn't miss a lot of games in his career for being so physical. No, he, he really didn't miss a lot of games. And he was always positive, always smiling, always had time for the media, always had time for fans. Actually, Peter Hanlon, the guy who handles him PR, he used to show me this booklet because, like, anybody tries to interview with Calgary, they were going to ask for a Ginla first, right? Yeah. And he wouldn't, even me with like a lowly website or anybody, if you asked for an interview with Jerome Ginla, he would take out that book and he would say, you are number whatever and we'll get to you. You were in the pecking order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were TSN, didn't matter you know, if you were Sportsology. But it was nice that they did it that way, knowing that, hey, you know what? We're going to make sure you could talk to this guy because we know mm-hmm. he's good for our franchise, good for the sport, and I always like the way they handled that. Yeah, great ambassador of the game. He really was. Yeah, it really was. And the 04 Cup Final, was that was a good one. 
It was always a good one. That was a really good one. So uh, it's the only time I ever lifted the cup. I actually you lifted the cup. I did because I usually don't like to touch it. I'm superstitious mm-hmm. that way. But in the locker room, because I had been to the Tampa home games, I was in three out of four. I had I sent somebody to one of them. Uh, radio guy handed it to me. He goes, "Look, you've been here for these games." Give it a give it a whirl. Give it a whirl, and I, I did. Have you heard your thought? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody says, right? Oh yeah. You grab it, you go. Oh my god. You think, it's oh yeah, it's gonna be easy because look at these guys. Yeah, you forget these guys are freakishly strong too. Yeah, and we're gonna get into the cup and uh, the effect the cup has on a team the next year oh, yeah. in our random questions. But let's go to uh, Eric Carlson because this is still dragging on. There was a report at one point that said the deal was basically done to Tampa. They were just working out the final part, the league approval. Obviously, that's not the case. Um, but. He's still available, but you don't hear a lot of chatter right now. What's the latest on Eric Carlson? I think the latest is he's going to end up starting a season there. Because I wow. think I think Steve Eiserman just got tired of waiting. I think he did put in his offer and then went a different direction when he didn't get it. Kucherov got his got his big so deal. So they're out of that mix now. Can we temporarily? That? Okay, temporarily. They gave Kucherov a nice extension, eight years. They did, but again. At this point, they're probably not looking to even extend Carlson. If they get Carlson, he'd probably just be a rental. Yeah. So they could be in on him as a rental. So that and that could include someone like Tyler Johnson if they if Ottawa feels like they can extend him out because at some point Tampa's gonna have to shed some salary somewhere. Yeah. So I don't think they're totally out of it, but I just think it right now Ottawa's out of it because teams look, this time of the year, in another month you're talking about just being really close to training camp. Mm-hmm. Players in you and are, working out. You are under the summer cap, which is like, I think, 10% higher. Mm-hmm. But once the season starts, that goes away. So GMs start like to have things figured out right around this time. Yeah. like Before they go on vacation. Salary-wise, before they go on vacation. And so that's why I don't think there's any movement. Yeah. It's, it, it's that the time of year is not going to be advantageous to get a deal done. No. Some team maybe could swoop in now, though. It appears as Dallas has gone cold on yeah. this as well. Yeah. Vegas, perhaps. I mean, who are the suitors at this point? I mean, that's it. I think everybody's presented their best offer, you would assume, right? Right. I mean, even someone like the Islanders could certainly get in on it if they wanted to. They have but plenty. does he want to extend there? No, he wouldn't extend there. He already yeah. said he wouldn't. Yes, that makes no sense for the Islanders in a lot of ways. Unless they just want some excitement and try and make the playoffs. Yeah, soften the Tavares blow. Right. If you will. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, arbitration, speaking of which, let's go to another Carlson, William Carlson. What a year he had. Uh what kind of a, do you think he goes to arbitration? Or do you think they get the deal done first? Because they never like to go to arbitration because then you have to present the negatives of a player. Yes. And you never like to do that with a guy you want to keep and they want to keep. True. I mean, no matter what, they're going to be keeping him, right? But I think this is going to be a one year deal. And I, but this one won't be a one year deal and like, hey, they're going to trade him, right? Because that happens too. That's what most prove of the one year. This is going to be a prove it again deal. And I, I did a little research. From what I could find, Shea Weber seems to have the record for an arbitration at seven point five million. Wow! I don't think he'll break the record, but I think he's going to get like seven million. Well, if you go based off his last season numbers, I mean, yeah. you're talking about a forty-plus goal scorer, a guy that his team had massive success. He was a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at all that. Yeah. And you can't necessarily just go well before he got to Vegas. He was a middling player. Right. Ooh, so I think they'll give the right him. Time. I think they'll give him one year, seven million, and I think they're right to sort of say, "All right, let's see what, if you could do it again." If he could do it again, they, they have plenty of money. It's not like they're not going to give him a deal. They'll give him a deal, but I think McPhee is being smart on this. Yeah, well, he's gonna he's he's got all this cap space as a massive asset right now. You don't want to lose it being stupid. No, you know <laughs> that's the thing. He's going to be very I, I measured in how he does things going forward because he still holds all the cards in essence. Look, if you interview George McPhee right now, mm-hmm. he's not going to tell you his team's a cup contender. He's going to say, I don't know. Yeah. 
because he doesn't know what his team is yet. Right. And what they will be in year two is going to be very interesting. It is. We're going to get to that in the Western Conference preview. Uh, the World Junior Summer Showcase is going on right now. And while we can't put eyes on it, per se, from a television perspective. In a couple days we can. NHL yeah. Network will start carrying some games. Now, what are you hearing coming out of the showcase? Obviously, some uh, big-time young talent is there. And uh, showcasing. Yeah, like the USA white team has, you know, both Hughes on the power play, Farabee. It's a crazy power play. Yeah. But I also did see Noah Cates uh, on the same line as O'Brien. And that's that's a good combo. I saw Noah Cates last year early on in the uh, USHL Summer Showcase. Okay. Not Summer Showcase. Uh, kickoff Classic. Okay. I'm getting names mixed up. So when you go to that, normally there's a... A host of teams there. Last year, they had every team there. It's the first time they ever did it. So I got to see a lot of Noah Cates. Because let's face it, other than training camp, we hadn't seen a lot of them. And I really liked what I saw. I thought the kid had a great shot. I thought his skating was good. And I thought his hockey sense was real good. Now you pair him with O'Brien, who some people are reporting from there looks really fast, maybe mm-hmm. the fastest. And, and there's something there. So it's nice that they can go through like you know a mini tournament here together and, and gain a little, you know, Confidence, familiarity, familiarity, all of that. I think that's a real positive for the Flyers. Look, they're going to start cutting people tomorrow. So if one of them gets cut, hey, at least they had a chance to play together. That's good. But Farabee's still playing with Jack Hughes. And at the end of the day, if you could play with Jack Hughes, that's a great thing. Because Jake Wise told me he learned a lot from Jack Hughes just playing with him throughout a season. And that's an older player. So my feeling is... Not that he's Gretzky and not that he's Crosby, but he's you know somewhere probably below Crosby, right around that mark. Yeah. Hey, if you could play with a player like that, there is something to gain because a lot of times, and Farabee has played with him before, but the idea is the vision is what really gets you because like they'll just make plays that you as a, as a viewer or you're there watching or even as a player were like, how did you even know to do that? How yeah. did you know I'd be there? Instincts. Yeah, the instincts are just things that it's great for another player to experience that. Yeah, and playing with elite-level thinkers on the ice Yes, it makes you have to be in the right spots all the time. Yeah, and the Flyers have a lot of guys there. Even Urson, the goalie, is mm-hmm. on the Swedish team. Uh, Lixell was on, he was doing a little first-line duty, I think, yesterday for Sweden. But that usually moves around. They move these guys around a lot. But, eh, you know, it's all good experience for these guys. Yeah, one of the things we'll get into is this Flyers goalie situation because they have too many goalies for not enough places at this point. (laughs) Somebody's got to go to the the East Coast League, I would think, right? Yes. Is that Anthony Stolarz that ends up there? I think Stolarz starts there because he's still coming back from injury. And And he played there last year. And he played there, and he's got something to prove. And I would think that that's the way it starts off. Okay, so so your goalie's basically... It will be Elliot Neuver at the NHL level. I don't know about that. You think that Neuver still has a chance to be moved? I think I don't think he has a chance to be moved. I think Alex Lyon has a chance to steal the job, and then maybe Neuver gets sent down. And if somebody wants Neuver, great, you could have him. If not, then he's down in the AHL, and guess what? He's just a backup at wow. that point. You think if he's healthy in the in camp, and you think that Alex Lyon could outduel him? I do. Wow, I, I don't do know think. About that. Well, because. Again, durability has been a problem, mm-hmm. and you don't. The worst thing that could happen, I'll call it the Peter Forsberg effect. When Peter Forsberg was with Philly, things would start to go great, right? And then all of a sudden, that foot would go, and he'd be out yeah. for four or five games, and then you're Disrupt waiting, everything. and you're, it does, and yep. you're waiting for for him to get back. Same thing with Neuverth. He'd win three or four in a row, play ten great games in a row, whatever yep. it was. Then he'd get hurt, and then things would start to go off the rails, yep. and so. 
you know what? It's probably better if, if Elliot is truly healthy, and maybe now he is, it may be better to just go with him and let Lyon play a few more games than you anticipated because, you know what? He's worked hard. I think he's earned it, and I think he could do – I'm not going to say he's so going to do a better comf- job. Would you feel comfortable with 30 games for Alex Lyon? 25. 25 games? Let's go 25. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, of course, Elliot's got to stay healthy as well. He has to stay healthy. That's yeah. that's a big key. But I think there's a better chance of him staying healthy than Neuverth at this oh, point. Oh, clearly, yeah. Even though Neuverth train, changed trainers, but whatever. Yeah, and he's been on in this country essentially all but like a week or two right. this summer. And uh, he's been training in Voorhees, and he may go up to Canada for a bit and come back. But we'll see how that happens. That's very interesting. Um, how many games does Carter Hart get in the AHL? 55? I think he might get more. 60, 62? I think he can get 60, max. Yeah, that's about what you want. I think 60. But, look, if they give him 55, like you said, that's fine. Yeah. But, but they are going to give him a full slate, and they should. Yeah. Because, you, again, for all those people who are like, well, what if he looks great in camp? What if he looks great in yeah. preseason? Don't even touch it. No. You don't Not wanna, happening. No, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury's the guy we went to that they did that with, and he even started in the AHL. Let him go to the yeah. AHL. Yeah, he played 66 games in the AHL right. to, to Fleury. Uh, Matt Murray, everybody looked at him as this young phenom goalie that just came into the NHL and won two cups. Right. Played 70 plus, 75 right. plus games right. in the AHL as well. So. And Hart, if he goes 60 games and playoffs, then we'll see where we're at with him. Exactly. That's, and I'm sure that's what Hextall is going to think. And, and how he assimilates himself to the AHL right yeah. out of the shoot tool will determine how much he plays. Yeah, exactly. No question about it. Uh, let's get into um, the Eastern Conference now. Eastern Conference preview. The state of the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, you have the Cup comes out of the Eastern Conference once again. You had two years in a row with the Penguins. Now you have the Washington Capitals. Which teams in the Eastern Conference through this summer, both from free agency, trades, contract extensions, have improved from where they finished last year? From the team they were a year ago. Like, is Tampa an improved team and the cream of the crop? They're probably still the cream of the crop. Of I don't the think conference. they're improved. I think they're... Still the cream Stain. of the crock. I don't think they're improved. Uh, did Pittsburgh improve? Maybe with Jack Johnson they improved. Mm-hmm. I, we, we would it's all, marginal, though. Yeah, we would all say it's marginal, but they don't need a lot. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They were just one goal away from <laughs> eliminating Washington, yeah. right? So I think the Jack Johnson thing really helps them. I also think they'll maybe get something out of Sprong or some other young player that will insert into the lineup. So, I, you know what? I think Pittsburgh might be a little better. Broussard maybe get more out of him this year. Broussard could, could have a better Yeah, he, he could have a better year. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think Pittsburgh got better. Who else? Well, when you look at the Eastern Conference, look at the team like I mean, the Columbus. Flyers... All right. Pierre-Luc Dubois, we'll his with, development. We'll go with Columbus. I think Columbus is the same, and I, I anticipate them losing Panarin. I don't think they're going to ride the season out with him. So he's an in-season deal. I think he's going to be an in-season well, deal. How do you do that if you're in the mix? Yeah, but you oh. know what? But here's the thing. How could you, at the end of the season, if you don't win the Stanley Cup, Yarmulke Kekalainen will take a beating for losing assets, too. Yeah. So it's a, it's a no-win. Because he's going to free agency. Yes, he's going to free agency. It's a no-win, but I do believe he's going to go at some point. But they do have a kid like Sonny Milano who can give them more than 14 goals that he gave them last year. I... I think they'll be net zero, though. I don't know if they're actually better. That's the thing about Columbus. So, you know, the East Flyers are better, right? They've got JVR. I think their defensive upgrade with Folan is, is very mm-hmm. underrated. I think that was good. Yeah, he can kill penalties, right he, shot. Yes, but it's still going to hinge on goal, goaltending. Mm-hmm. We're going you know, to be talking about that all year. Yep. If their goaltending is just NHL average, they're better. Yeah. 
No question about it. You know, you couple that with the development of some of the younger players to the next step, Provorov, Gossespierre, Konechny. Yeah. And how they handle this 3C situation, whether it's wheel, ends up being a lot, and whoever it is, they're improved. What about Carolina? <laughs> and this I'm is thinking, the team that I keep hearing about every year, but it never seems to happen. Well, and, and Tom Dundon is there, and they've done some things. and Unconventional, too. Skinner's still there, though. He mm-hmm. hasn't moved, and Justin Falk is still there. He mm-hmm. hasn't moved. And I wonder if that will be a distraction, because they know at some point they're going to get dealt. They still have a goaltending issue. <laughs> the goaltending is still a big issue. Cam Ward is, is now gone. Yeah. So... I guess they'll be a little better if the goaltending is just anything better, resembling NHL goaltending and not what Scott Darling gave them last year. I think they'll be a little better because I think some of their youngsters will just be more improved. And But again, are they a playoff team? Right now, I can't call them a playoff team. Okay, another couple non-playoff teams from the Atlantic Division, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, they, they're just probably the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they're a they're, mess right now. They're a lottery team. Yeah. That's a mess right now. Okay, how about a team, Buffalo? They get the number one overall pick. And Dahlin, uh you can't expect him to turn it around and make that a great team right away. No. He's not going to be that guy out of the shoot. But Eichel, they got some nice players there. They lost Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. That's a team that should improve a little bit in the standings. They, they Maybe up, not a playoff team. but improved. No, they picked up some other players. I, I think they're better than last year, but I still think they're, you know, Sixth or seventh worst in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can improve that much. You know, Leonard's not there anymore. So you have to see if uh, Omark, Linus Omark, can really come through for them. That's a gamble. That's a gamble that they don't. It's an unknown right now. Yeah. So that's another thing. If, if Omark all of a sudden falters, they're back and being a lottery team, too. So they're, they're teetering. You look at teams that were at the top of their division last year in the Eastern Conference, in the Metro and the Atlantic. Any of these teams trending down? Can you see a scenario where. Washington is not uh, – they, they won the Metropolitan Division last year, ended up winning the Cup. This is the after-cup effect. How does that winning the Cup affect them this year? Well, I I, th- I still think they come in first or second. I, yeah? The, yeah, the Brooks Orpic – Coaching change. The Brooks Orpic, you know, maneuver was tremendous a for double them. Double dip, yeah. Yeah, that's a tremendous thing for them because yeah. that, that really helps them in the, in the locker room. It helps them on the ice. It gives them toughness. Orpic had a really good year for everybody that sort of wrote him off. So I think they'll be really good. Samsonov may be around. He, mm-hmm. he may be their backup. So then you don't really even miss Grubauer. So I, I think there, I don't think there's going to be much of a hangover. I don't. I think now that, I think actually the monkey is off their back and I think we'll see really Freeze great. Freeze him up a little bit. Yeah, I think it'll free him up a little bit. I think Florida is a team that's on the way up, actually. As long as Roberto Luongo can get in mm-hmm. X amount of games, you know, you don't want James Reimer to be your goalie. Yeah. He, he's proven he can't How do that. How much longer can Luongo do this? Though? But he can do it. I, I mean, he's not at, at Rolison age. I think Rolison yeah. went to like 42. Yeah. I think Luongo's like 38 or yeah. 9. Maybe 40. Yeah. 39, 40. So there's something like that. And I think he could still do it. I think right now... There's some key pieces. They, Barkov. Yeah, Barkov. Going to take another step. Matheson, totally they, they've got good defense. Ekblad's healthy. Mm-hmm. I like what they've done. They've picked up uh, Hoffman, Mike Hoffman. Mm-hmm. That's massive. That's like yeah. getting a first or a second liner. So I, I do think they're trending up. I, I think the Devils are, are trending down. So do I. I think they played over their head they last year and they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Yeah, and look, they got where they did on the back of Taylor Hall last year. And guys Can like he Jesper, repeat that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Taylor Hall could get close to repeating that, but like Jesper Bratt... He's still a good penalty killer, but he stopped scoring about midseason. Yeah. So that's something. Uh, I think Will Butcher will be terrific. I, I don't think there'll be much of a drop off with him, 
But I just they think... they goaltending issues, too. I don't know what Corey Schneider is right now. Right. And and do we think Keith Kincaid will do what he did no. last year, which was just lights out? Yeah. Uh, so they, I think they're trending down. I think they're going to mm-hmm. be... They're going to have offensive woes. That's what the, that's what's yeah. going to happen for them. Yeah, they can't spread it out enough. No. Scoring. Uh, real quick, back to the Capitals. Yeah. Tom Wilson contract. Oh. Um, did you hit your head when you fell out of your chair when you saw this deal? Well, here's the thing. I, I I'm a very big proponent of Tom Wilson. Like I, I I knew him when he played at the Plymouth Whalers. He's an engaging guy. He's a fast player. He's you have to know your, where he is. He's on in the your ice. face. But he's also mentally taxing because when you know he's out there, you don't know what he's going to do, and he can score some points. He's he's not going to ever get more than 35, 40 points. Yeah. Never. But I think because they won the Cup, and he was a big reason they won the Cup, they realized, hey, if we want to be able to do this one or two more times, Wilson's going to have to be here. We're going to have to give him this contract because— Six-year deal. Yeah, uh, was it six or four? Yeah, I guess it six was six. Six-year deal, yeah. Yeah, it was—it's it's more than I would do. It's for more money than I would give— but he is worth more to that franchise than anybody. Again, it's like a, it's, it's, it's not your worth on the open market. It's your worth no. To it's that your worth to that team, and, yeah. and it's a lot because he really he does he polices things. But I probably covered about seven Caps games, maybe even eight in the last couple of years. So I've been in a locker room a fair amount, and he's great in the locker room. The guys yeah, love the him. Yeah. He he's great with the media. He takes the pressure off after a loss. Mm-hmm. He's laughing after wins. Those kinds of guys are good to have. Yeah, and maybe he was part of that chemistry that made him be able to win the Cup this year. No, he definitely was. Yeah. I think uh, players would tell you that. You kind of alluded to it. Maybe Florida's one of these teams to make a big jump in the Eastern Conference. Clearly, I, I don't think either of us believe the Islanders are ready to make a jump after losing No, Tavares. I think the Islanders are going. They're trending down. They're, yeah. They were another one that was trending down. Teams. The Rangers don't look like a team at this point that's ready to make a jump. No, they're, and we're not expecting the Rangers to do anything. So if anything happened, it would be monumental. It would have to be Henrik Lundqvist doing what maybe John Van Beesbrook did with the Panthers, but I, I don't anticipate that. What about Detroit? Is that a team that could get back into the mix? No, because... That division is brutal for them. Yeah, the division's tough. I think Keeping Green was good because you have to have an offensive defenseman. They don't really have anybody else yet. They've done little things. You know, I think Mantha will have a better year, even though he had a really good year. I think there's more Larkin. more on him. Larkin, both those guys had really good years mm-hmm. on a really lousy team. But they, you know, Zetterberg's on his last legs. Yeah, like, and, and he's got a bad back. Will he start the season? Yeah. We don't know. So I, I don't have a lot of hope for Detroit. So the most likely team to make a significant jump into a team that could win a couple rounds of the playoffs. You never know what can happen in the playoffs if you get good goaltending as well. Would be either Florida and is there any team in the Metro you could see getting into that mix? You know, you could say the Penguins, but no, but the Penguins like we expect that. Yeah. So I don't think there's any other team unless we can give a caveat with the Flyers. If if goaltending holds up, well, a couple things. If and I'm sure on your list of questions this will come up, but if they were to make a trade near the deadline that made them better. They could go a couple rounds if their goaltending was healthy. That yeah. wouldn't shock me. Yeah. But Florida, I think, is that team. I really think that if Luongo too. can just stay there, I think this could be a really good year for them because they have a lot of young players. They have a good defense. There's even some young players like Hepinemi. I think I pronounced that right. Finnish kid who could possibly play in their mm-hmm. lineup this year. Like, they're getting it from a lot of different angles. I think Dale Talon's done a really good job. I think so is Pronger. I sat next to those guys at a tournament. They really, they stay loose when they're in, you know, when they're doing their job, but yeah. they're doing it well. Yeah. Like I, I see that 
they have their eyes trained on the right guys. You know, I was eavesdropping a little bit, and I thought they were doing a good job. And Dale Talon is a fun guy to talk to, always has mm-hmm. been, but he he runs a good ship. Yeah. And I think Pronger's really done a good job. I think he has taken hold, and, and I think he will help a lot of players there, and I think what he's doing with the player development is huge. Uh, let me ask you this, because the Boston Bruins, we haven't mentioned them yet, uh, they had a pretty magical run last year yeah. in that season, but disappointing playoff. Any fatigue there with this team? they got some guys getting up there in years. Tuka Rask is not uh, as consistent as he had been in previous years. What are the Boston Bruins this year? They're a playoff team. I, I think they could be a little better than last year because Andres Bjork should be healthy, and Brandon Carlo got hurt. Remember, that was that was a massive injury for them. So you, you know, you're getting Carlo back. You're getting Bjork back. Rask is Rask. I never have a problem with Tuka Rask, even though some people do. I thought Chara actually did well, considering now the role that they have him in. Mm-hmm. I think that was good. I thought Matt Grizzlick getting him in there was excellent because he's a really McAvoy. good he's a good puck distributor. McAvoy could be an all star this year. He could be a Norris guy this year. Yeah. Like I, I always said going into his draft, and I know some people will probably say, look, Russ is a Long Island guy. He's given too much press to a, a McAvoy, but I felt like in his draft year he wasn't getting enough press for the kind of player he was, and he is been he has been proving that. Mm-hmm. He you know, if he's a Norris guy, they're they could go pretty far, but the problem with them is Bacchus is old. Yeah. You know, Bergeron's getting older. You know, can those guys hold up and stand the rigors of a season? I don't know if Forsbacker Carlson makes the team. Yeah. You know, that would be a, a nice boost if he could, but I saw him in the AHL. He was okay. He wasn't yeah. great in the playoffs. So that's one where they're kind of in the middle, but... Could you see them top dropping out of the top three in the Atlantic and then having a team like Florida drop into the top, that top three? So you're looking at, in that Atlantic, you're going to be looking at Tampa in the top three. You're looking at... Certainly Toronto, yeah, and then you're probably looking at either Boston or Florida. No, I don't. I think Florida will will have to wild card wild card it. Yeah, I think Boston will will win enough games to to get in that way. And Toronto, Toronto still as good as they are. They still haven't improved their defense enough to be a Stanley Cup contender, and that's been the failing of that franchise. It goes with it started with Lou and with Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan's still there, so he has to take some of the blame too. You know, they They've brought done him, nothing to address it. I mean, Ron Hainsey, but he's an yeah. older guy, and so they really haven't done anything to address it, and it's a problem. And Jake Gardner's in his last year, yeah. so you kind of wonder if, if if they don't deal him and he rides it out like JVR, then they're going to lose a few more assets that way. Defense is their problem when you're talking about deep in the playoffs. It won't be a problem for the regular season. No, Mike Babcock will figure that teams, out. Yeah. yeah, they'll outscore teams. Yeah, but when you get in those tough 2-1 games and if, in the playoffs. You don't want Freddie Anderson to get hurt. McElhaney had a career year. He was really good. But you don't want McElhaney, who is old. I want to say he's 37, mm-hmm. something like that. You don't want him playing 40 games. No, it's too many. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, let's go get to a Twitter question here. And this one comes in from Steve Appleman. On Twitter, he says, "How would you rank the teams in the Metro Division right now?" He has the Flyers at three, but could see them at four. Going to have to battle hard with Columbus. So, who's going to win the Metro Division? Do you have the Capitals at the top again? Right now, I do not. Today, this moment, I am going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's my pick as well. As yeah. the number one team in the division, uh, a hungry team. Yeah, I just feel like they're going to be sour from what happened in the playoffs. I was at that game where they got eliminated. It was, like I said, right on the edge. 
And and they're going to feel like you know what we still could have done something that year, mm. and so that's I think they're going to get a better year out of Latang. Latang had a really lousy year, and he knows it, and he knows he might get dealt if he has another lousy year. Okay, uh, the number two team you have, you going Washington Capitals, after that? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with Columbus after that. Yeah, I'm going with Columbus too. It's it's Bob's walk year. I yeah. expect him to have another Vezina type mm-hmm. year, even if it. They can't sign him, and they are going to have to just let him go or just trade his rights. Yeah. Uh, I think that he will have a massive year. And I also, you know, I think Torts right now, this is the kind of time where, if you look at it, he, he's, he's got this to team. wear guys down a little bit? Yeah. I mean, after this year, he might. And yeah. so, like, this is the year that I think they have to get there. Yeah. His shelf life is not, it's not long. as long as other guys. No. Uh, yeah, my ranking would be I have Pittsburgh number one, Columbus two, Flyers three. And then I have Washington okay, battling for a wild card. I think there's going to be a little bit of a step back there. Okay, And then I'm probably looking at uh, Carolina, Rangers, and then uh, I'll put the Islanders at the bottom. Okay. I mean, Washington still has rookies that can come in there, though. I mean, Madison Bowie will have an impact mm-hmm. this year, I believe. Riley Barber could finally get playing And they time. brought John Carlson back. Yeah, and they brought John Carlson back, which we all thought was maybe never going to mm-hmm. be able to happen. Uh, I, I, I can't write off the Capitals. Okay. All right, random questions. No Tavares uh, on the island, but you got Barry Trotz. Can Trotz work some kind of magic to put them at least rele- playing relevant hockey by March? No. It's just not going to be the case. No, but I mean, they have one of the best coaching staffs. They just got Mitch Korn, yeah. who's the goalie coach, the, the number one goalie coach in the league. Like, they're, they're, they've built the foundation. They don't have the cement to cement it to in. They don't it, have, yeah, yeah, to pour it. They don't have the players. Yeah. They'll eventually get those players, but this year, this is a year where they're sort of playing and, and Trotz will. You know, make it exciting. See what he has. See what he has. But they got to develop an identity as a franchise. And what? Yeah, I mean, Matt Bar- it, right want. now this is Matt Barzell's team, yep. unless something else happens. So we have to see how it. You know, it's twenty games at the Coliseum, which now Barclays will be a crypt because yeah. anybody who's on Long Island, they're going to pretty much skip Barclays and just go Nassau. to the Col- and they're yeah. going to go to Nassau. So while it's great for that, it's going to be horrible for Barclays. So it's going to be a weird year for the Islanders. Can the Pittsburgh Penguins get back to the Cup? Are they a team that you would say in the Eastern Conference would be a favorite to get to the Cup or at least a conference final against a team like Tampa? I mean, they were my favorite last year, and they came up just a little short. Uh, and then I jumped on Washington. I, I don't think they'll be the favorite. I think the Capitals will end up being the favorite, I think, because there's a lot of things there. They haven't lost much, so I don't think they'll be the favorite. I think... And, and I think that's when Pittsburgh plays best, too. I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? Those yeah. guys, I don't think they treat it any differently in the locker room. But I do think, for whatever reason, when they are the underdog, they do play better. Uh, in Ottawa, Pierre Dorian, Eugene Melnick, what is the next phase of this story? You have the Eric Carlson situation still hanging. Obviously, we know what happened with the girlfriends and Hoffman and Carlson. What is the next step here? Does he sell this team? No, he says he's not. Next step is they're getting a new arena. They're getting a downtown wow. arena. And so will it happen at the end of the year where they announce it? Will they announce it in the next summer? That's what I think. Yeah. They're, it's, if you're a free agent, why do you want to go there? Well, yeah. because because it is still a Canadian city. Mm-hmm. It is the capital. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. I mean, you've probably been there. If you haven't, yeah. it's it's great. But the idea is if they get a new arena, they will spend money. Yeah. Well they got to straighten it out. Players want to make money. It's a bad look for the league right now. Yeah, this Wait, year won't be great. Everything's happening, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's stick, uh, stick with the general manager here. Uh, does Mark Bergevin survive the season in Montreal? No. 
You don't think he does? No. The ownership seems to love him. I know. I know. He's I don't a snappy think, dresser. Yes, I think. I think there'll be a point where if it's not working, it's going to be so horrendous, and the fans maybe even because Julian's not going anywhere. No. I mean, they just signed him to a huge contract. He's not going anywhere. Price isn't going anywhere. That's that's for sure. Weber can't go anywhere. Yeah, nobody's going to touch him. Right. So the idea is, if it's that bad, I think this will be the year they divest of him. And does Pacioretty open the season already, with them? No. Can't? No. I think he will get dealt either in the next coming weeks or just before camp opens. I yeah. really don't think they... I mean, could they? Sure, because P.K. Subban was like yeah. public enemy number one in that locker room, and he was playing there. I don't think it's a good look. I, I don't like what I've seen. they got to turn the page. Yeah, but again, since 1993, which is the last time they won a cup, it's very gossipy up there. I don't... It's a TMZ sort of atmosphere with mm-hmm. the press. Fans get on players really like you think it's bad here in Philly. It's bad oh, it's, in, yeah. in Montreal, and we start hearing about their personal lives, and mm-hmm. we you hear too much. And I kind of wish, and I don't blame this on Mark Bergevin. I think it's the whole thing. Wherever these leaks come from, or whatever, you know, leaks got tightened up for Philly, right? Ron yeah. Hextall tightened up all those leaks, like Lou Lamorello. Yeah, and Lou that. Lamorello is one who tightened up all those leaks in Toronto that used to be there. They need to really tighten those up for Montreal because I really would like to see them get back to prominence. I would. It's good for the league. I mean, because the last thing we all remember is Chris Kreider running over Carey Price. I mean, that's the last time the Canadians were any good, right? Yeah. So I think they need to get past that, and I think they're going to have to have a different GM to do it, unfortunately. You answered answered part one of this question Uh -uh. uh, regarding Carey Price, but I put, are Price and Henrik Lundqvist still with their teams by the trade deadline? Yes. Now, Price... He's got a huge contract, and to me, looks like a declining player right now, if you go based on the last two seasons. So taking on a $10 million goaltender doesn't make much sense with all those years for another team. That being said, Henrik Lundqvist doesn't have that many remaining years, still has something in the tank, has said he wants to stay in New York and see it through. Does he stay in New York? Does his mind change? Because he's an insanely competitive guy. No, he is, but... But his family likes it in New York. He likes it in New York. He will stay there. I could even see him extending out, and Ranger fans are going to gasp at this because there are some fans that want him gone already. They call him dead cap space. They really are, are sort of being, win. They're the being nasty yep. to him, which I, I think is wrong. But I think if the team, like let's say next summer, Panarin's at UFA, and let's say for some reason Carlson's a UFA, they're able to get one or both. I think Lundquist would extend, like go year to year, if they were still having a chance to go to the Cup, because I think he still wants to do it. It was huge when he won a gold medal, right? And fans never want to mention that, but it was massive for him. He still has a drive, though, to win the Cup, and yeah. I think he will be there for as long as he can do it. Yeah. it's gonna. He's one of those guys that he's saying all the right things to stay there, but... Yeah. When you start to pile up losses, and they may pile up pretty quick for yeah. the Rangers this year. Well, Matt Zuccarello's still there, and that's his best buddy on the team. Mm-hmm. And he's the next like oldest guy, I think, on that team. He hasn't gone anywhere. So clearly Hen- Henrik still got a lot of pull in the organization, because I think otherwise Zuccarello, off the mediocre year he had, would would have been gone already. All right, Brad Marchand and the, and the Boston Bruins. Brad Marchand, will he be up to his same antics this year, yeah. or did he actually learn? No. He said he did. 
That's like saying Radko- mature. That's like saying Radko Gudis has learned. <laughs> you can't you can't <laughs> kind of deny who you are. Right. You could interview So he's gonna lick somebody listen, this year. You could interview Radko Gudis in between periods of the first game of the year and he'll say, Yep, I learned my lesson and then by game ten he'll be suspended. Well here's the thing. <laughs> he learned his lesson last year, but he was far different player he was. from learning the lesson. And that's why he's gonna revert back. Yeah, because he can't he couldn't play on that edge. Right. He stayed so far from the line that it ruined his efficacy as a defenseman. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, That's a big, big word for the show, by the way. Yeah, way too big, actually. I should have just said effectiveness. Uh, but, yeah, I can see Marshan still licking somebody or doing something done, <laughs> biting an ear. He is a rat. Yeah. Now, is he a great player and a oh, rat? Yeah. He's a great player. He's enemy number one. He's good for the league. Yeah. You know? But he is like Claude Lemieux. Yeah. That's what he's like. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Tampa Bay, they extend Kucherov. They got uh, Stamkos done prior a couple years ago. Uh, obviously, Hedman wins the Norris. Vasilevsky proved he can be a number one goaltender. Are they, hands down, the best team on paper in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. And I think McDon- Stem to Stern. Yes, and I think McDonough getting his deal was mm-hmm. a big thing, too. I do think Stem to Stern, they are. Do they have... Can we find faults in them? Sure, but we could find faults in the years that the yep. Penguins won. I think they have fewer faults than they did before. Uh, Schuster's gone, right? Which I never thought yeah. would happen. Andre Schuster was like, he was like a crutch yeah. for John Cooper. I think this is John Cooper's make it or break it year, by the way. Yeah, the expectations are there for right. the team. And Steve Eiserman has given him every tool in the toolbox. So I think this is it. it for John Cooper. Like, if he doesn't do it, I think we'll start hearing the whispers and, you know, at the end of the season. So yeah. I, I expect it to. S- be balls to the wall there. I do. Yeah. And I think they can get good results. They, they, if they stay rarely, fairly injury-free and even get anything out of Coburn and Girardi again, mm-hmm. they'll be dangerous. Yeah. Um, speaking of coaches, and you mentioned John Cooper as a guy kind of needs to get it done this year. Not that he's on the hot seat. No, what, I think he's on the hot seat. You think he's on a hot seat? I do. Okay. Uh, when you look at uh, this NHL season coming up, will there be a coach terminated in season? Yeah, because did not happen last. year. I know it didn't happen last year. Is this the Babcock effect? No, I think coaches are getting paid so much money you don't want to double dip. No, I think there's always a situation where a coach could go. Mm -hmm. I do think somebody will get get fired this year. Can I predict who? Not this minute, but three games in. But no, no, no. And sometime between uh, how many games was it for Laviolette? It was about three games in. <laughs> sometime between like American Thanksgiving and have Christmas. you ever noticed he doesn't like coming back to town anymore? No, no, no. Actually, he rarely does more than like two or three questions after a game here. Mm-hmm. He wants to get out. He wants, he gets, to, get he wants out. to get to the bus to get to the airport. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I actually did the, the Peter Laviolette show with him. We had ten <laughs> shows booked through the season. We did one show and he got fired. So. <laughs> No coach wants to do a show with me anymore. No, that's it. You're bad luck, man. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about uh, the Leafs and Tavares. Obviously, Austin Matthews on the team, Marner, they got some great offensive weapons. What is the effect going to be of John Tavares on that team? Well, hopefully. Does it bring him to the next level? Yeah, I think he will score more goals for them. Mm-hmm. And I think Babcock will ask him to do that because he was too selfless on the Islanders. He was always trying to make players better. But I think, you know, would you lose 36 goals from JVR? Yeah. I think you can get 40 out of Tavares. Okay. I, so I that, do. So you get, you'll end up on the plus side there. I think you'll end up on the plus side there. I think you'll end up on power the plus play. side on the power play. I think you'll even end up on the plus side just being stronger up the middle. Like, you know, teams have to be strong up the middle. They will be stronger up the middle. They're not going to have a captain. I'm telling you, it seems like they're just not going to go with a captain because it's things are too tense there about the captaincy. It's like, yeah. it's like, do you hand it to Tavares? No. 
Do you give it to Austin Matthews? He's too young. So then there's nobody else, right? They just don't even name anybody. So it's, it's a silly letter but it, on a jersey. But it's the Maple Leafs. It's, yeah. a, it's a marketing opportunity. And But they are going to, I believe they're going to go through the season without a captain. Now, if Tavares has the best year of his career like I think he is, I think he will be the next captain. Mm. And I think Austin Matthews will be okay with that. You no, know, it takes a little bit of the, the, the load off the young, younger kid and just yeah. wants to play hockey. But you can't see. Funny thing is... I can't even call Austin Matthews a younger kid. He doesn't play that way. He doesn't so resemble mature, that. Yeah. Off yeah. The ice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't think he feels the pressure that people think he's supposed mm-hmm. to feel. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, you're right. he's a bit of an anomaly as he a is. young guy. The way he thinks the game is yes. very not young either. Right. Um, real quick, too. Which teams in the Eastern Conference have a goalie issue or a question mark? Now, we let's go through them. Tampa Bay does not. No. You know who their bona fide starter is, and that would be Vasilevsky. Right. Obviously, any team that gets a starter hurt, some teams are in better position if that happens. But when you look from a starting perspective, okay, so Vasilevsky, not a question. Tuka Rask? No. Not really not a, a question there. Uh, you look at uh, a team like the Leafs with Freddie Anderson? Not a problem. Not a problem at all. All right, go to Montreal. Well, you could have a question mark. I mean, because only of because of health, but yeah. I'm going to still say not a problem. All right, go to Ottawa. Problem massive. I mean, although Anderson's still there, he, he again he was supposed Wants to be out. <laughs> he was supposed to be traded. He's still there, but I do think it's a problem. Uh, how about Detroit? It's a problem. Yeah, it's a massive problem. Yeah, and then obviously you look at the, the Buffalo Sabers. We don't know yet. We don't know be yet. A question mark. I can't call it a problem yet. It's a question. It's a mark. big question mark. All right, the Metropolitan Division: Braden Holpe and the Capitals. Not no a problem. problem. Not a problem at all. Pittsburgh and Matt Murray. I still think. He'll be fine. I know people think he's going to get hurt every year. Even if he does, Tristan Jarry is pretty good. He's been getting extended. more. So, and that was smart to do that. If they even turned into a tandem at some point, just to keep Murray healthier during the regular mm-hmm. season and keep him fresher in the playoffs, I'd be fine with that. But I don't think it's a problem for them because those two are good. Columbus, you mentioned Bob's in a walk-off here. Sergey Bobrovsky, not, not going to be a problem. No, uh, the Flyers, obviously, health. It's a problem with Elliot and Neuvert. And performance. Let's just put a fictitious goalie in there that we say would be like ranked 10th in the league. If the Flyers had the 10th ranked goalie in the league, whoever that might be, they would be a dangerous playoff team right now. Yeah. And a guy Not has- a great playoff team because they're still a little young on defense, but mm-hmm. their defense has improved enough that I think with everybody else with a year more experience and, and JVR and everything else that they've done, I think Connect will have a bigger year. They would be dangerous, but that is their, their Achilles heel. Yeah. Yeah. If you. It- you look at guys like Ben Bishop that you would put in that kind of zone, right? right. Anywhere from that 10th to like 15th. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. If you had a guy like that, then certainly you're right. Uh, what about uh, you look at a team like the Devils? I brought up Corey Schneider earlier. You know, very injured last year. Kincaid was great, played over his head. Do I don't have, think it's a problem, though, because I no? think no matter what, the tandem, the worth of those two doesn't worry me. Washes it out. It washes it out because okay. at least Kincaid proved he can pull it through for them. And really, down the stretch, he was amazing. Even if he's not exactly like that guy, he reminded me of, like, Glenn Healy. Like, he reminded me of that mm-hmm. kind of guy that, you know what? He can do it if he has to. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, that's obviously a huge, huge problem. question mark and will be a huge problem if Darling is what he was last year with no Cam Ward behind him because Cam right. Ward wasn't bad last year. No, uh, it's Peter Morozik. Yeah. I don't even know that's what to say. Problem. I don't even know what to say about that because when that signing happened, I know everybody on this side of the world was like, oh my God. They must see something in him or think they can get back the Morozik that was in Detroit. I don't think you can get that guy back. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, look at the, the Islanders. Total mess. Yeah. Total mess there. And then the Rangers. Rangers are fine. I mean, Lundquist is fine. 
How many games does he play at this age? He's in still, a season where they're going to be really not in the He's mix. still going to play like 58 games. That's, yeah. the, that's the script. He just wants to play. He just wants to play. So no matter what, he is playing. Yeah. <laughs> like just imagine you're saying to him, hey, listen, Henrik, we, we really want to get in that Jack Hughes sweepstakes. We're trying to improve our odds. Sit out a few games. He's not going to do it. Who's the, he's not going to be happy. Who's the rookie in the Eastern Conference that makes the most waves for you? This is a tough question. It is a tough question. Barzell last year yeah. was tremendous. In the Western Conference, you saw Besser. Some of these rookies really step up and play really big roles on these teams. Is there one guy that you think is going to really jump out this year? McAvoy, obviously. Yeah, I mean. Was a guy last year. Look, I think it's Rasmus Dahlin, but that's a cop-out. But it's, really, one but it's really true. Generational player. Yeah. yeah. I think even on a second pairing could have a massive mm-hmm. impact, especially playing the power play. And, and so I, I still have to go with him. I would like to be able to give you more of a sleeper in the East. But I can't because that guy's there. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, he's the Connor McDavid essentially of defense. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I don't use the L word for Lidstrom, but I say right somewhere close to that mm-hmm. is where this kid is. Yeah, when you look at Lidstrom's numbers over the years, they're just obnoxious. It's almost impossible to compare anybody. Although to. Lidstrom coming in his rookie year, I don't believe we'll have the same buzz that Darlene will get. Yeah, right. Because I don't, you know, I don't remember there being a tremendous amount of buzz for for Nick Lidstrom in his rookie year. Another Twitter question here for us. Okay, uh, and you, people tweeted these in, but you to... didn't ask about the West. I have a sleeper for the West. Well, we're going to do that when we do the Western Conference preview. Uh, all right, fine. so we don't do that for this one. We'll do that when we get to the West. What do you think they will be? The who do you think will be the biggest surprise for the Flyers during the eighteen nineteen season? This comes from Tom Fody on Twitter. Biggest surprise for the Flyers this season. What do you think will be the biggest surprise for the Flyers this season? I think the biggest surprise will be that Wayne Simmons won't be there after the uh, trade deadline. After the deadline. Mm, so they're That's the move biggest on surprise. So they won't get the extension done as they have, they have said that they want to get They done. want to. It's out Tom there. Tom Wilson helped them. Didn't help the Flyers. No, and that's the thing. And I think mm-hmm. that may be the nail in the coffin because if he gets six years, Simmons is definitely wanting five or six, and yep. the Flyers probably only want to give three or four. Yep. And I don't think they're going to ever – the train's never going to meet. Okay. Last. And I think that's – JVR is that insurance policy for that. They'll play together – you know, they'll play for a while together, mm-hmm. but I think if you uncouple them for whatever you get for Simmons and you could insert still into the lineup – I don't think you're going to lose that much. You'll lose something in the room because we know he's important in the room. But I think the Flyers are sort of planning for that because they Do you know think there's Simmons a... plays with Van Riemsdyk and no on the power play. Oh, in the power play. If okay. they if they were to use them on the same power play, no, I don't think they're going to play on the same line. Okay, but I think if they use them on the same power play, you might get some uh, push there for a while. But I think at the end of the day, if they lose Simmons, look, it'll be a loss. But I think the Flyers are calculating that loss now. Do you think you start the season with Simmons on that number one power play? I would. You would? I you still go would. back to it to see. I would rather go back. So you, you bring in Van Riemsdyk and yeah. net front presence. I would, listen, I would put Simmons back for the net front presence rather than Nolan Patrick. I don't mm-hmm. want you my want Nolan number Patrick one. You want Nolan Patrick on a PP2 yes. off the wall. Yes. I would I rather agree. do that because that's more what he's comfortable with. He did what he did last year as a good soldier. He scored goals that way. Is he going to have a 20-year career or 15-year career doing it that way? I don't think so. That's why we're talking about Wayne Simmons not getting an extension. Yeah, you don't want to give him that beating. No. let let Unfortunately, and I, I love Wayne Simmons, but let him take that beating right now. The NHL Network, uh, I think, named Nolan Patrick their breakout star, the number one yeah. breakout star. Um, what do you expect out of him in year two? Last couple of years, he's been rehabbing from injuries. Yes. Both in junior, and then obviously last year he had the surgery heading into the season, had the concussion early on. 
last 30 games of the season, he looked like a far different player. Yep. This year, he's preparing for a season yep. instead of rehabbing. What's the effect of that on his, his numbers this year? 50 points, 20-30. Yeah. That's what I think the breakdown is. And I think it could go even higher. I could I, I'm not going to... 22 goals, right around there. It's possible. I'm not going to go higher because I'm not sure if they're going to have the lines figured out for a little while. Okay. You know, I think early on, I think they'll put him with JVR. If that's the case and he stays there all year, then 58 is possible. But if they if they're staying there, they're having but they, success. But if they yeah. but if Simmons starts faltering or whatever, and they put Simmons on his line, mm-hmm. that could keep a few points away from him too. Uh, JVR more points than he had last year with the Leafs. Maybe not goals. He had thirty six goals. No, he'll have more points though. I think he will have more, more assists. assists. Yeah, I think with this team, he'll have a lot more assists. I think he uh, will get just those better chances, better looks. I, I look. They, we talked about it on this show. Like they minimized his minutes. They only used him for fourteen and a half minutes. I think yeah. average time on the ice. So, yeah. if you're playing him seventeen minutes, he's going to get more points. Yeah, he's going to he's going to with more assists. And I did prove something on another show. There's a misnomer with James Van Riemsdyk, and I feel like I've had to, you know, like back him up on this, which is really funny. But everybody, there's a lot of people that think he's a power play specialist. But really, if you go look at his even strength goals, they far exceed his power play goals. Yeah, he had 11 power play goals last year and 20 points on the power right. play. I think it was like 2-1, to one, actually, career-wise. Yeah. So he gets plenty of 5-on-5 five five goals. Just because you saw him get a lot of power play points with the Leafs, don't think that that's really the, the norm for him. Babcock always puts players in different roles. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how he reintegrates himself with this team and how they kind of lay things out. It seems obvious right now. That top line to keep it intact with Travis Konechny on the right, Kateri yeah. in the middle, and Giroux. Giroux's coming off a career year, 102 points. Um, he, there's two he, things he I had could... regression for a bunch of years, and yeah. then the huge year last year. Yeah, there's two things that Van Riemsdyk will do. He will eat a lot more at Barkley's prime. He told me that. I mm-hmm. used that in an article. <laughs> but he he dissected this roster before he ever signed with the team, and he said. Hey, there's a lot of right-handed shots, and he's a left-handed yeah. shot, right? There's a lot of skill guys, and he's a skill guy, right? Like, he saw that this was a great he did oppor- his due diligence. Yes, and because the Leafs told him a couple weeks before that he wasn't going to be a part of their plans or even get an offer, he was thinking towards his team for a long time, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, a long time meaning a few weeks before free agency opened. Yeah. And, and so I think fitting in... Not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. He and knows I mean, what this town's about. He knows everything else. Grew up around he knows here. the staff. Yeah. Nothing's gonna upset him. He's gonna he'll probably live same around the same place he did before. Mm-hmm. It's all very familiar. Yeah. Um we have one last question on Twitter and okay. it comes in from uh Beamer forty seven. His uh, screen name though is Travis Connecty, but I don't think it's DK. No. Uh how should the bottom six for the Flyers shape out? Contract term and money expected for TK, Provi, and Simmer. And how should the Phantoms use Stolar's line heart? We answered that. Right. PP1 and PP2 personnel. Flyer season projection. Each player points total. He wants a lot of stuff here. He really does. But let's go with the bottom six portion of this, of the Flyers roster. Not the lines, but really the personnel. Right. So I think Scott Lawton's job is in trouble. You do? I do. You think he has a chance not to make the team? I do. Wow. Because if you think about it, and I've been watching this intently as the league has gotten faster, he's not the fastest skater. Mm-hmm. And and it does seem like Hackstall and Hextall are in lockstep on having a very fast team. Would you agree with that? Oh, that seems, in their drafting, it seems very And obvious. that's why a guy like Jordan Wheel is a, like a guy, not only because of his hard work ethic, but he is he's fast. And possession ability. Yeah. Right, and possession ability. And so I think Wheel may steal that spot now. 
here's the other thing. Yuri Laterra, say whatever you want about him. You want to bury him. You want to. But you know what? The guy on the penalty kill created chances. Yep. And he did have a physical nature to his game. Is he slow? Yes. Yeah, he's carrying the piano on his back. But how much does does Dave Haxtell really use that fourth line anyhow? Mm-hmm. Seven minutes a game? Yeah. I mean, that's what well, we're talking about. I could about. see him ending up with the Phantoms. Yuri Laterra. Yeah. I don't think so. Not to start the year, because I think the penalty kill, because again, Matt Reed ended up going on the penalty kill. And improving it. And improving it, yeah. which showed how bad it was. And yeah. maybe that got him the contract in, in Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. But that penalty kill, it's not Jane Van Riemsdyk's not helping the penalty kill. No. So what's helping You're the penalty? You're not putting Giroux is, back on the PK. Unless Christian Follin's an everyday player. He might not. help, but he's not. Yeah. So what's actually helping that penalty kill? Yeah, it's a good point. And, well, if you look at it, too, is there going to be any young players that come in and make this roster out of camp? Well, I know some think that Nicholas Albe Cabell has a chance, mm-hmm. and I... I, I I will wait and see on that one. Uh, maybe Danik Martell. Yeah, he I brought mean, him up for a cup of coffee last they year. They did bring him up for a cup of coffee. a little coffee. overwhelmed. He did, but but again, it was the first time he really had a chance. Does he have wheels? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Does he have puck-moving ability? He does. Maybe he is the that. off still another year away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rupstoff, you got to give him a full year in the AHL. There's a, Again... Some of the Flyers fan base, there's a lot of hate towards German Rupstoff because I don't think they understand what kind of player he is. Mm-hmm. Forget about where they drafted him. Teams draft players in certain spots, but they have an idea of what they're going to do with him. Yeah. Right now, I don't even know if they know what they're going to do with him because he still could play center or wing. He's probably going to be a winger. Yeah. He, at times, has shown he could be a really good scorer, but really I think his role is going to be more as a defensive first kind of kind of guy yeah. and also a guy that can play maybe second power play at times and he's going to be like your secondary kind of contributor he's not going to be a top line guy i don't think he ever was going to be that never projected to be no that. but i think fans because of where he was drafted sort of like lawton were expecting that yeah. but, but he's a much better skater than lawton so there'll definitely be a role for him so the scenario probably would be we talked about the first line the second line maybe nolan patrick uh, van reamsdyk on yeah. the right voracek simmons yeah. Wheel and prob- and Oscar Lindblom, and then your fourth line is where you got to fill it out. Right, and that's where somebody has a chance to, to make an impact, and I think that's good. I don't like it when a team is all but, you know, like they, all the spots are spoken for when yeah. camp starts. Yeah, have some, some battles in there to win You it. want there to be some battle, some competition. Now, Hextall did say at the Van Riemsdyk press conference that he's at 48 contracts, so a PTO has to be somebody that they feel really good about. Yeah. That has a chance. That has any kind of Who chance. Are those players out there, though, that are deserving of a PTO with a chance at this point? Nick Shore. He's also okay. a uh, guy who could play 3C, and for some reason, if they don't feel like wheel can, and they're going to put wheel on the wing, like maybe some other places are suggesting, then maybe he takes that fourth-line yeah. wing spot, and then you, you sign a guy like Nick Shore who's okay. got NHL experience. Yeah, not a bad idea. Well, that's it, Russ. That's an Eastern Conference preview right there. I like it. Stem to stern. Follow Russ on Twitter, at Sportsology. Uh, me, at Jason Mert. Follow the podcast, at Stick to Hockey Pod. I'm a horrible boat guy, by the way. If You, you would never invite me on your boat. I've, I've hurled on a boat a few times. Well, what makes you a bad boat? I don't know, seasick. You don't have any sea legs? I don't know. None. Oh, man, I pegged you as like a... Like a captain of like the Titanic. 
Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right into an iceberg. <laughs> All right, stay tuned because uh, the next one we'll have a Western Conference preview and we'll get into more. Uh, we're not that far off from the season starting. It's really not that far it's away. It's not that far away. Players will be filtering into towns shortly and uh, beginning their preseason workouts and open skates. And, and Chipotle uh, will be jammed with hockey players before you know it. Car bloating. That's what you got to do. All right, everybody. Have a great uh, uh, couple of days here until we're back next time for Episode 31. This is Episode 30. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. Ooh, we got a lot in on that. We did. Holy But that's good. I mean, for the serious hockey.